Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Family, we are going to continue in our series that we've been teaching in titled One Nation, One God. One Nation, One God. We are still in the book of Ezekiel, and I'd like you to turn to chapter 33 for me. Ezekiel chapter 33. And we're going to begin at verse 13, Ezekiel 33 and verse 13. And here the word of God says, When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live, if he trusts in his own righteousness and commit iniquity, all his righteousnesses shall not be remembered. But for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. Again, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. If he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, if the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk in the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of his sins that he hath committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is lawful and right. He shall surely live. Yet the children of thy people say, The way of the Lord is not equal. But as for them, their way is not equal. When the righteous turneth from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, he shall even die thereby. But if the wicked turn from his wickedness and do that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Yet ye say, the way of the Lord is not equal. O ye house of Israel, I will judge you every one after his ways. Today we're going to speak from the subject Flip the script. Flip the script here today. Our text, it comes after God had spoken through Ezekiel to the Israelites about their transgressions and judgments against the other nations as well. So here God had seen things that were happening and he spoke against the Israelites and told Ezekiel, tell them, let them know the things that they are doing wrong. And not just that, the Moabites and the, the Ammonites and all of the otherites that are in the area. Let them know what has been wrong, as what they've been doing wrong as well. And after they did that, that brings us into our text for today. Look with me back at verse 13. And it says, when I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live. When I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live. Let's pause there for just a moment. Here, I want you to know that God lets the people that lets the people know that those who are righteous shall surely live. Those who are righteous shall surely live. But now the question becomes this: Who truly are the righteous? Who are the righteous? That's a wonderful question that you may be pondering. Here, the righteous is the one who walks in the profession of their faith. One who lives according to God's word. 
They live according to God's word. This is one who lives regularly in righteousness. They're not up one day and down the other. They don't read the day, read the word one day and they walk by the word and they get mad and not walk by the word. The next day they read, they get convicted. No, no. They're one who walks, it walks by the word of God with consistency, consistency. This is also one who perseveres through every challenge standing in his righteousness or her righteousness. They persevere through every challenge through every challenge. This is important because those that are righteous do not merely live easy lives. These are not just um, um, goody two shoes that walk around do, don't do, not doing anything wrong, not seeing anything wrong, speak no evil, hear no evil, say no evil. They're, they're not the ones that, that, that don't have any problems, no challenges in life. No, these are people that go through stuff. These are people experience hardship and challenge, but they are determined to keep pressing through, to keep pressing through. They don't have easy lives. In fact, those who live righteously will face a great number of challenges. Those that live righteously, they will face a great number of challenges, a great number of challenges. In fact, Psalm 34, 19 simply says this. It should be a, a verse you're very familiar with. Many are the afflictions of who? The righteous. Many are the afflictions of of the righteous. That means when you live in right standing with God, when you live according to the word of God, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to experience some hurt, some pain, some disappointment. You're going to go through that. But watch this. It also goes on to say, th this is very important. It goes on to say this, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. The Lord's going to deliver him. The Lord's going to deliver her out of them all when you're trying to live righteous. When you're trying to live according to God's word, when you're living according to what the word says and you're walking by that word, you're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through challenges. You're going to go through afflictions. But the, the beauty of it is God is going to deliver you out of them all, out of them all. In fact, the blessing is that you will have life. You will have life. That's the one thing that we know. Yes, living righteously is not easy, but God promises that he will deliver you and you will have life. I need somebody to type in chat right now. I have life. I have life. Listen, it is beautiful. It's a blessing to know that you are living according to what God has blessed you with and how he's blessing you in spite of the things that you're going through. You are still here, baby. You're still breathing. You're still moving. You're still building. You're not, listen, you have not been forgotten. He is with you, helping you to move forward, even with the challenges you're facing. He said, I haven't left you, nor have I forsaken you. I am still there. I am still there. But here's something wonderful, something that we've got to pay attention to, something that's a challenge that if we don't notice it, we'll miss it. Because after the semicolon, there's a shift in idea. After the semicolon, there's a shift in idea. Let's go back to this verse. Um, let me start at the beginning. Again, it says, when I shall say to the righteous that he shall surely live, semicolon, semicolon. Then it goes on to say this, if he trusts in his own righteousness, and commit iniquity, all his righteousness says shall not be remembered, but 
for his iniquity that he hath committed, he shall die for it. He shall die for it. So here God says, if the righteous begins to trust in his own righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall actually die. He shall actually die. Oh my goodness. You see, we have to notice something here. It's important. We have to notice that here God mentions that after committing iniquity, all of his righteousnesses won't be remembered. All of his righteousnesses won't be remembered. So here the righteousnesses that he is speaking of are simply acts of righteousness. It's the good stuff that you've done. The good thing that you've done, the, the, the way you've taken care of people and things of that nature, that's what it's talking about. Those acts of righteousness. He said, listen, because you're committing iniquity, living in iniquity, not just committing a sin, but living in iniquity, which is sin after sin, sin after sin, just forgotten about living according to the word of God. So here he's saying, look, when you're doing that, all of those acts of righteousness won't even be remembered. You see, this is important because we can, we can sometimes get full of ourselves and think that because we have done some good, um, some good things, that we are somehow righteous. We start looking at, I, I've done this and I know I'm righteous. You know, right here in the middle of the pandemic, you say, well, you know, I went and, and, and I bought groceries for my neighbor. And I put it on the porch, rang the doorbell, sat back with my mask on. Oh, oh you know, I, I, I did that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, 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 the kid down the street, you know, they, they needed to be able to go to practice. And the parent couldn't. I said, don't even worry about it. I'm going to take them to practice. Yes, I, I did that. Oh, I'm so righteous. Oh, I, I just do all these good acts, you know. And even though I, I, I know I slip a little every now and then. I do this every now and then. It's okay. God overlooks that because I'm so righteous. Oh my goodness, we have to be careful. We have to be very careful of that. In fact, it was the apostle, uh, it was, it was um, Isaiah, I should say, the prophet Isaiah. He said these words in Isaiah 64 and 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Oh, my God. He said, all the stuff you've done, all the acts you've done, listen, all the iniquity you're living by, all the iniquity that you're committing, it's blown those things away, blown them away as though they never even happened. That's important to understand because we can never think that we are so holy or that we've done so many righteous acts that we can begin behaving or acting any kind of way. We can't do that. We can't begin doing that, living any kind of way, thinking that we have so much stored up in the bank, like it's a savings account. No, 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 we can't do that. It's easy to start drinking our own Kool-Aid and thinking that we are so special. We're so special. We're just that special because of the things we've done in the past even the things we do now but yet still living in iniquity we can't do that we can't do that we have to always remember that there is none righteous not one that's according to the word of god in the book of james there's none righteous not one not one 
Only our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ truly is righteous. He is the righteous one. And then, and then it gets even more interesting. Oh my goodness. I, I want you to look with me back at our text. We're going to look at verse 14. Verse 14. And again, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. Let's stop here for a second. God says here, he's saying that the one who is wicked, that means guilty of sin. The one who's wicked, guilty of sin will die. The one that's wicked, who's guilty of sin, will die. But, oh my goodness, there's another semicolon here. There's another semicolon. What happens after the semicolon? Then he goes on to say, If he turn from his sin and do that which is lawful and right, if the wicked restore the pledge, give again that he had robbed, walk into the statutes of life without committing iniquity, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of his sins that he hath committed shall be mentioned unto him. He hath done that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. See here, God is flipping everything. Notice he's actually, he's actually piggybacking off of an important verse in this passage. I'm, I want to read this to you. It's out of the same chapter, 33, verse 11. Listen to what God says. He's speaking to the prophet. He's saying, say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? Oh my goodness. Notice, first of all, who is he calling wicked? It's the house of Israel. It's his own people. We need to pause for a moment just to notice that. He's not talking to the Amorites. He's not talking to the Moabites. He's not talking to them. He's saying, listen, you all have allowed yourselves to become wicked. Through the diaspora, you're living in other areas and you're doing whatever you see other folks do because you know the same when you're in Rome. Well, you do what they do in Rome when you're in Rome. Or, or we have another phrase we say here in the United States. It's like, Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You see, that's the thing. He said, listen, you've gone these places. And instead of taking my character, my nature and my spirit with you, you actually went there and became everything that they were doing instead of allowing my spirit to permeate them. He said, listen, that's the first thing. That's what's wrong. But then he said, listen, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Look at this again. He says, look, for why will ye die? Or it says, turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die? He's begging them. Why in the world do you keep living like this? Knowing where it's going to take you, knowing what it's going to do for you, knowing where it's going to where you're going to end up if you continue in this manner, in this life. Why would you do that? Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. 
please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.